to Hard X Head. Today we are going to talk about balancing a career and social life along with very intense fitness training. I am so excited about my guest today. I literally could not think of a single better person to have on the show to talk about this. Um, she is actually my best friend since junior high school. Her name is Dr. Jamie Elkert. She is a physician. She's also a business owner. Uh, she has a med spa where she does lip filler, Botox, facial filler, things of that nature. And she is also a two-time gold medalist in sport pole dance fitness. So she is here to tell us how she juggles being such a badass bitch in so many areas of her life. So here's Jamie. Um, what is the first thing that got you into fitness? So I have been sort of athletic my entire life and I've always gravitated towards sort of acrobatic type fitness. So um, I did gymnastics and cheerleading growing up and in high school. Um, and then I, after that was done in college, I got into yoga. That was sort of acrobatic and flexibility based. And then when I was in my medical residency, actually, I took my first pole fitness class and just absolutely fell in love. And I've been doing that ever since. Um, how did you find pole? Why did you choose to go to that direction? I was living in Cleveland and it was my first winter in Cleveland, which was very depressing. I didn't have a lot of friends. It was freezing cold. So I was looking for just other communities to get involved with. Um, and I ended up finding a Groupon for a pole fitness class. And I took one class and like I said, I fell in love. I immediately after my first class, I bought a pole and put it up in my apartment. Uh, and it's just a really great community um, of women supporting other women. Of course, uh, men do it as well. Uh, but it's a great com community. There's a competition aspect to it as well. There's always something to learn and uh, the boundaries are kind of always being pushed farther and farther and farther as to what I can do and what other people can do. And so that's really exciting. So when you first started, how often were you training? Because now it's like every day. <laughs> Um, I would say when I first started, I was probably taking two or three classes a week and then working on my home pole maybe another two times a week, but definitely at first the training wasn't super intense. Now I'm training probably six days a week, an average of two hours each session. and. It's a much higher intensity of fitness um, compared to what I used to do. So for those of you who have never done pull, it is an insane workout. It is probably the hardest workout I've ever done. Harder than ballet, absolutely. Um, so tell, tell us what muscles you're using mostly, um, how it's helped you develop, you know, muscle tone all over and your overall fitness stamina. Yeah, so I've been doing pole now for four years and my body has completely changed. When I started, I had no muscle definition at all. 
very, I mean, I think I thought I was strong when I started doing pole and I was not at all. Uh, but one of the things I like about pole is it's a whole body workout. Uh, there's a lot of upper body, back, arms, of course, as well as um, core work, but uh, legs as well. And not only is it strength-based, but it's flexibility, it's coordination, it's also working um, your sort of like mental strength as well, because there's a lot of memory involved in learning combinations and learning where your body needs to go around the pole. So it's really sort of every aspect of fitness that you could ask for, in my opinion. <laughs> so I'm not sure if I've ever talked about um, like myself pole dancing on this podcast. I know I've mentioned it, but like when I right after my surgery, um, not right after, but right after I started working out again with weight training, I started taking some pole classes here and there, and that is how I got so strong in my upper body so quickly. Um, had it not been for taking those classes in the beginning of my weight training, I don't think I would be like where I'm at now, like lifting in the gym. I'm not super into pull. I like lifting way, way more. So I barely take classes now. Um, but obviously like I have Jamie to thank for that, for telling me like, Hey, you should totally do this. It's going to build your strength quickly. And I think that if you are looking to, you know, make a big jump in your upper body strength, that's kind of the way to go. Like it's intimidating for sure, but you get really strong really quickly. Um, so where do you find this insane motivation to train so much and so consistently? I honestly don't know. I've never, until I found pole, I never really felt passionate about a particular form of movement or working out. I mean, I've I think I've tried probably every workout. I've done weightlifting, I've done CrossFit, I've done running, I've ran a half marathon, I've done Pilates, bar, yoga, I've done everything. <laughs> and I've never really felt super connected with any particular form of movement until I found pole. And so I think that's really sort of what changed in me was just really feeling passionate and connected with this movement but also the community with the competition um and there's just like just so much to learn and I just want to I just want to learn it all <laughs> and just like I never could have imagined starting out four years ago when I was just a beginner I never could have possibly imagined I would be where I am in four years and um you know, my goals with pole now, they seem super unachievable, but I just try to remind myself that four years ago, I also thought where I am now was unachievable back then. Um, so if we don't sort of like have this idea in our head of what we want or what we want to achieve, uh, uh, like you just have to start somewhere. Um, you know, if you start today in four, five, six, ten years, you will have really thanked yourself um, from the day you decided to start. You know. Yeah, I mean, you have to start today, and it's you're just putting it off another day, getting better another day, and waiting until Monday to start an exercise program or or a better way of eating. Don't wait till Monday. Do it today. Um, when you were going through med school, um, or even before med school, and you're pre med. How did you find that motivation? Did it feel like the same in your brain for finding this motivation for pole? Or was it a completely different 
I had known, like, I decided I wanted to be a doctor, like, before age three, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I don't know why, but this was just always something sort of innate that I wanted. There's no doctors in my family. Um, And so it wasn't that I was just, like, mimicking other people necessarily, but for some reason, when I saw a doctor or... particularly it was Dr. Barbie who actually, you know, the Barbie doctor, like, I think that sold me on the whole thing. So I think it was Dr. Barbie I owe my success to. Um, But I I just decided that's what I wanted to do. And, you know, it, it, it sounds daunting when you think about, like, the decades of schooling and training you have to go through. But if you just think of what you need to do today, like, I need to do well in high school so I can get into a good college. I need to do well in college so I can get into medical school. I need to do well in medical school so I can get into residency. Like it's just one step at a time um, without getting bogged down by the big picture. The big picture is always in mind, but with the mindset that you just need to focus on today. Was there ever a time in med school um, or during residency where you just like really wanted to stop? I would say no. Um, and the reason I would say that, and I give this advice to a lot of people who want to go into medical school, and I would say this probably for anything that's incredibly demanding, it's probably the same way. Um, in my lowest moments during medical school where I would like literally be crying over my textbooks. Of course, I I wasn't happy in those moments. Um, But the one thing that I really found sort of comforting at those times was that there wasn't anything else I wanted to do with my life. So it was this or nothing else. Like, this is what I wanted to do. And so I always was able to find comfort in that and get past the hard times by just reminding myself that this was the path that I really 100% wanted to take. That is the biggest difference between Jamie and I. (laughs) She has always known exactly what she wants to do, and I change my mind about what I want to do a thousand times a day, still at 31 years old, which is why I'm not a physician. I think I changed my mind too in, in the sense that you know, I wanted to be a doctor, but I didn't know what I wanted to do within medicine. And even to this day, I'm not really sure <laughs> what I want to do within medicine. I mean, you know, I have my job as a hospitalist, but it doesn't feel 100% like the right fit for me. And so I started my own business doing aesthetics, Botox filler, that sort of thing. Um, and I've really been enjoying that. I don't know where it's going to take me. I don't know where I'm going to be working in five or 10 years. Uh, So there's definitely variability sort of within my field. um, And I'm open to whatever opportunities come along the way. Uh, But regardless, I'm still still here doing the doctor thing. <laughs> I don't know. What do you like so much about doing Botox and filler? By the way, Jamie did my lips and they look great. So <laughs> highly recommend. So as much as I, so doing aesthetics is great because 
everyone comes into your office super excited and like maybe a little nervous. You get to walk them through the process and pretty much give them instant gratification and a result they're super happy with and grateful for. Um, which is in complete contrast to working in the hospital where mostly everyone is grumpy. No one wants to be there. It's a terrible time in everyone's lives. Uh, and while that work is very gratifying, um, it's also exhausting uh, mentally, emotionally. There's a lot about working within a hospital that even as the physician, I can't change. Um, and so it feels very constraining uh, working within such a big system. Uh, I definitely have the personality of someone who, like, I work best on my own. I work best being the leader of a team. And in the hospital, it's not that way. And so, you know, when you're someone who thinks that your opinions are the best opinions, <laughs> like, it's not great to work in an organization with 100,000 employees. <laughs> oh, my God. So, okay, going back to poll, same question towards that. Has there ever been a time during your poll journey over the last four years where you have thought about giving up or wanted to give up? Every single competition. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, so you, do you not like competition or do you just get really nervous? So competition training is a whole other level because you it's not just about perfecting one move it's about per perfecting an entire you know three four minutes worth of moves all in combination with choreography and i say this a lot a lot of times when i'm pole dancing that i am not a dancer <laughs> she is not a dancer <laughs> and so I, I really struggle with that aspect of putting um the sort of sport movements to music and making it aesthetically pleasing and having it tell a story. Um, so that's that's a struggle for me. And training for competition, it's it's a lot of pressure because I, I always want to be the best that I can be. I always want to deliver a, a great performance on stage. And so that pressure... Um, can sometimes make training feel mm, a little negative at times um, because it doesn't feel just sort of for me it feels more about like the achievement kind of um, and then also the feeling when you're about to go on stage it feels like like, like you're about to have a heart attack. I mean, I don't know what that feels like, but like it feels like you have just so much adrenaline and like your heart is pumping so fast and you're like terrified and you can't even like see. <laughs> I'm sure like it's the same in other disciplines as well. I mean, you did, you know, ballet. I'm sure it was the same when you would go out on stage for your solo and, um, I don't particularly enjoy that feeling. <laughs> uh, yeah, it did feel exactly the same. I kind of thrived in it, which is weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, it definitely it, it does feel like you're having a heart attack. It's very, very... Um, it's hard on your heart. It's hard. Um, 
But at the same time, I keep coming back for more. I was gonna. I was just gonna <laughs> ask you. So why do you keep competing? Well, I think in like I think it's like being a drug addict. <laughs> like, like, like you get all of these like feel good chemicals when you're on stage performing. Like it feels so good when you're actually doing the competition that you forget about all the bad stuff. And then you just want that feeling of being on stage again. <laughs> yeah, because the second the music starts, exactly. all that like heart attack, anxiety, fear, not being able to see, that all goes away. And it's just like and... the best high. Yeah, and you can't, you know, you can't actually see the people watching you from the stage because all the bright lights. I mean, you can usually see the judges. They're usually pretty close. But it's not like you look out and realize that you're performing in front of all of these people it sort of just feels like you and the judges most of the time so it's not as terrifying once you get out there um so when you are training for for competitions how do you take care of your body um so that's a good question i'm terrible on my body you know that <laughs> she is yeah she's not like the picture of who i would have to talk about like diet and things like that self-care but definitely the picture of like insane fitness I definitely when I'm doing competition training I definitely take more rest days um I make sort of like bargains with myself about like okay today I just have to do my routine two times that's all I have to do like I will like make these little deals with myself um, I eat a lot more when I'm competition training because I would say in general, um, I don't do a lot of sort of cardiovascular, cardiovascular type fitness, um, unless I'm competition training because usually I do a, you know, a combination that's 30 seconds, a minute long maximum. Um, and for pole, you know, I've when I'm putting a routine together, it's four minutes long. So that becomes a lot more um, sort of cardiovascularly intense. Uh, so I definitely eat a lot more during competition training um, and just try to be give myself a little bit more grace with sort of necessarily like the time I might spend training and because it's so much more mentally draining during those times. So if, if you guys have never seen a pole routine, like a good pole routine. Somebody who's a sport pole fitness dancer. Um, four minutes of pole is not like four minutes of running. It is a hundred times more intense. So getting through a four minute pole routine is basically like running a marathon. What was harder, your half marathon or a pole routine? I would say a pole routine because it's, it's like a high intensity interval training with strength training as well. Yeah. So it's not just like that standard sort of like get in your groove, run for a few hours situation. It's like four minutes of like you're breathing, you're at your max sort of heart rate and your muscles are incredibly fatigued. <laughs> um, how, how long before competition do you start training? I would say usually about two months. Um, so... First couple weeks of training, I probably am just working on what moves I want to put in my routine. And then uh, following weeks after that, really perfecting those moves and combinations. Um, the next couple weeks is generally all about choreography. And then the two weeks up leading to the competition, just perfecting the choreography, like the whole routine as a, as a whole. 
So when Jamie does competitions, she puts together beautiful costumes complete with uh, hairstyle, makeup looks, like they're incredible. Um, so my question is, do you pick out a character in your mind that you want to play and how deep with that do you go? I generally the first thing I pick is the song and then based on the song I'll pick out sort of the story or the story I want to tell or the character I want to portray so like my last routine the song was actually called The Gallows and it was like this very sort of like dark running anxious kind of song and so I decided to sort of make my routine it was supposed to portray like trying to escape death (laughs) Um, and so yeah I was like my costume was all black and I wanted it to kind of be like this like Viking warrior outfit which I like didn't necessarily fully get because I'm not really you know a professional costume maker (laughs) Um, but I did sort of like the black swan type makeup and um, yeah, I I don't think I necessarily sort of like method act though. I don't really like get into it like that. Uh, but I do try to tell a good story when I'm on stage. I would like to think that I was her inspiration for the escaping death routine. <laughs> really, it was just like for that competition, I needed to find a song that so that Arnold like is the shortest competition. So we were only allowed two and a half minutes. And I'm terrible with technology, so I was like, I can't cut a song on my own, so I need to find a song that's less than two and a half minutes long. <laughs> um, yeah, so she just she just competed at the Arnold Classic a couple weeks ago. I actually uh, came down to Columbus to watch her compete. She That was one of her two gold medals I had mentioned when I was introducing her. Um, she placed first in the semi-pro division, so I cannot wait until next year when I get to watch her compete in the pro division. How excited are you? <laughs> I'm really excited to be uh, sort of officially competing in the pro division now at a couple different competition series. Um, it's daunting, uh, but it's obviously um, really exciting to be sort of among the best in the country, uh, even though I might not be the most competitive anymore. Um, it's still great to be competing on that stage. Yeah, I can imagine competing with some some dancers, some athletes who have been on, you know, the U.S. team and placed at Worlds. I, that is, oh my gosh, that is such an honor. Right. I mean, so at the Arnold in the pro division this year, uh, there were several athletes from the U.S. team that goes on to compete at the World Championships and. A lot of people don't know this, but pole is um, in the process of actually becoming a recognized sport in the Olympics. So I think they have like provisional status or they're under review or something. But regardless, um, a lot of countries have their own sort of like pole sport federations and put together their sort of like nationwide teams and then send them to the world championships. So there is a US pole dance team um, that goes and competes in the world championships every year. Do you have U.S. pole dance team <laughs> aspirations for the Olympics? I mean, obviously, <laughs> I would love to be on the U.S. team. Um, I'm definitely a few years away <laughs> from that. But, um, you know, like like I said earlier, if you don't 
have a dream in mind or something you want to achieve, like you don't have a destination. You're just kind of going with the flow, which is fine, but I prefer to have a direction in mind. So even though I might not get there, like that's the direction I want to be headed in. Yeah. Yeah. I had actually just uh, mentioned um, a couple days ago when I was a guest on, on different fitness podcasts, sort of you know, where my aspirations are going with my weightlifting and they're like so lofty for me, like where I want to get, I've never been in that kind of shape in my life, especially when I was a dancer, but dancing isn't a lot of strength training. It's, you know, it's basically just lower body and a lot of cardio. So you are kind of burning off all the muscle that you would be gaining. Um, and that's something I realized too, like, even though I know in my head, I might not get there, just wanting to get there is what keeps me motivated and working towards it rather than just being kind of like blase, like, eh. and that took me a long time to figure out. Um, right. And even though I might not ever make the U S team, I, if I keep training in three years, I'm definitely going to be better than I am today. And that's an accomplishment. Yeah. How do you balance your job, your business, pull and teaching pull? Um, so I balance those things very well. It's the other things in my life. <laughs> oh, there, wait, hold on. There's more? <laughs> like, no, I mean, just like, you know, dating and friends and like other hobbies or interests. I have none. <laughs> like, I mean, I have friends. I have no other hobbies or interests though. Um, so uh yeah but I it's all about making time for the things you want to make time for when I want to train even in my busiest times I can find an hour to train somewhere um even if it means waking up earlier than I want to wake up so it's all about making the time in your life for the things you want to prioritize and you know sometimes I really am too busy and if I have to go a week without training, like sometimes that happens Um, and it's not the end of the world. Um, But when I do have the time, when I do have days off work, I try to optimize that. When you do have to take a week off training, how do you feel coming back? Is it hard? Like, do you notice a decline over that week? It's honestly usually better, like, because I am not someone who likes to take breaks and so when I'm forced to take breaks, either for work reasons or because I'm on vacation, I usually come back stronger. Okay. Because you have a lot of time to kind of heal and recover and rest. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times when you vacation, you just take pole classes there. <laughs> okay. Like one pole class. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, of course, I, I train. I love to train with... Um, a variety of instructors whenever I can uh, because learning from the best is how you become the best. <laughs> and now you're damn near close to the best, so you're just going to have to learn from yourself. <laughs> no, 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 no. I still have plenty of people to learn from, but I, I, I do mostly train by myself uh, for that sort of reason, honestly. Uh, yeah, Jamie and I were just kind of talking about something similar to this a little earlier tonight. I told her that The reason that she is my best friend is because she is literally the one person on this planet that makes me feel like maybe I'm not the smartest. (laughs) And that's like important because if you're not the smartest person or if you are the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. I don't believe that I'm like smarter than anyone, Uh, but I do think that when I have my mindset on something, 
it's pretty damn hard to keep me from achieving it. So um, a lot of people, I think, mistake that for intelligence when really it's just sort of drive. Drive, yeah. Okay, so Jamie and I have been friends since sixth grade. Um, So, I mean, I have seen this for a very long time with her. Like, what she is saying is 100% true. She has always had drive and motivation and... When we were younger, we had very much a frenemyship. <laughs> and there was, you know, jealousy and fights because we were young. And um, now, I mean, like Jamie's somebody who I'm so grateful to have as a friend because when you have friends who are so motivated, especially in areas of your life, like her motivation to be a doctor doesn't motivate me at all because I'm not interested in like being a doctor. <laughs> but her motivation in fitness I mean, that is something that totally keeps me motivated because just having a friend who has similar interests, even though I'm not that interested in pole, just having a friend who understands, you know, working out and discipline and dedication and all of those things is so nice. And it just, she is such an incredible athlete that it makes me feel like I can absolutely be a great weightlifter. And, like, um, the thing is, like, four years ago, I was not an incredible athlete. Like, four years ago, I was just a beginner. So, anyone can do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, you have the yoga background and the gymnastics background. But um, when you're an athlete in high school, if you don't continue that consistently, you, you lose it. Mm-hmm. It's totally not... Just because I was a dancer in high school, that has nothing to do with my fitness ability I mean, now. I was... So, my new thing I've been getting into is contortion, um, like flexibility training, contortion, and um, handstands, hand balancing. And so, today, I took a class with my contortion coach, and she was like, well, like, how are you with back walkovers? Like, do a back walkover. And when I was a kid, like... 10 years old, I would do back walkovers on the balance beam, which is four inches big. (laughs) And like today I was like, no, I'm not flexible enough to do that. And then I was like, she's like, yes, you are. And then I was like, no, I'm going to fall on my head. And she's like, no, you're not. And it was so scary to do, to even attempt because I haven't done it in what, two decades. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jamie is definitely flexible enough to do a back walkover. Like you should... I mean, of course, at the end, we will shout out all of her social media so you can go watch her her uh, poll videos, and she's been putting a ton of contortion videos on there, but, like, the girl's a pretzel. She's <laughs> flexible enough to do it. Okay, but, like, I, you know, judge myself against the Cirque du Soleil artist, so it's, like, a different level. <laughs> Jamie could probably be in Cirque du Soleil within six months. <laughs> too much credit, but thank you. <laughs> it's not too much credit. Um, okay, so if you were listening to this podcast looking for advice on how to get motivated to to dedicate yourself to a sport or even just, you know, a, a basic fitness regimen, what, what would you tell yourself? I would say find something you like. Um, that was sort of my biggest takeaway. Uh, there is something for everyone and while i'm sure there are a lot of people in fitness who sort of subscribe to the idea that you need to do x amount of cardio and x amount of weightlifting and keep everything balanced and whatever 
Um, I think the reality is like doing what makes you happy is probably the best for living a balanced life. Um, and so I would say find something that resonates with you and just start somewhere. Uh, it doesn't take long to form a new habit. And so if you make it a habit to, you know, go to a yoga class or go to a spin class or whatever it is on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, like if you do it those days, like in a few weeks, it's going to feel super natural and it's just going to be what you do. So if you compare now or the last four years since you've been pole dancing to before you were really into one type of fitness, um, how do you feel different? Like in your mind, does your body feel a lot better? I'm the worst person to ask this right now. <laughs> because, like, literally, me and Mallory was just talking to me about how, like, yoga has, like, hurts her body because, like, uh, the flexibility or whatever. And I'm like, you should take a contortion class. It's literally torture. <laughs> like, oh, that's right. You did say like, that today. My body hurts every second of it. <laughs> okay. So, what about your mind? Are you happier? Do you think more clearly? No, I, I mean, I'm. I have never been happier in my life, for sure. I am satisfied with my work. I'm satisfied with like my extracurriculars with pole. Like I have a creative outlet. I have um, sort of an outlet for my energy. Um, and like pole is my passion. <laughs> um, and so, and my body does feel better mostly like I'm definitely stronger I no longer have sort of I used to have like a lot of pain in my shoulders and like like just feel like I couldn't even like keep my shoulders back the way I should because I was like sitting at the desk all the time like just simple stuff like that that I feel like now with sort of the strength that I've gained and the body awareness that sort of has gone away so um yeah, I'm all about fitness. <laughs> um, is there, I mean, it has honestly been like so great to have you on this podcast. I'm very, very fortunate to be good friends with a top tier athlete. I mean, she is an extreme athlete. And if you guys follow her on social media, watch any of her videos, that'll be immediately apparent. Um, so obviously thank you for agreeing to do this with me is there anything else that you have no i would say uh yeah if if you're interested at all in any sort of like aerial or circus arts or alternative fitness like take a pole class take a lyra class take a silks class it's so much fun um and at the very least you'll have a good time for an hour and never do it again um but maybe you'll love it. And in four years, maybe you will have also won gold medals. <laughs> if you do get into it, you know, the internet is a great tool. Instagram is a great tool. Research studios in your area, you know, find it, it is worth it to find the studio that has the best technique, that has good reviews, has a loyal customer base for sure. I think that and something like Pole and this could be like my dance background talking and Jamie will agree, technique is so important. I think it's important Absolutely. on all areas of fitness, but um, you know, you can get really hurt and, and pull if you're not 
if you're not somewhere that's going to teach you good technique and make sure you're placed in the right classes. Yeah, and I would say it's probably difficult to know as a beginner what like what you're looking at when you're looking at a studio and trying to pick the one with the best technique. So ask questions like, are your instructors certified? What sort of training do your instructors have? And then look at the look at what they're posting on their Instagram. Look at what their students look like. Does it look good to you? If it doesn't look good to you, maybe you should go to a different studio. <laughs> are, are their toes pointed? Are, you know, do they have straight lines? Like these are all things that you know, of course not everyone is going to do it because it's a lot to think about. Like, even as a ballet dancer, when I take a pole class, I absolutely forget to point my toes. But, you know, if you have good pole dancers, you they will be remembering to point their toes and having straight lines and and yeah. those kind of things. Yeah. Um, and, of course, you know, if you do want to take a class, you can just follow Jamie on her Instagram and ask some more questions. So. Yeah, just ask me where you should go to take a class. I'll give you the lowdown. <laughs> <laughs> no shame and I have a lot of opinions oh my god (laughs) is that true um all right well thanks for coming on thanks for having me we will have to have you back after you win the pro division oh god um no pressure (laughs) I'll see you in like a decade (laughs) all right bye okay so you guys see what I mean obviously she's a badass bitch make sure you give Jamie a follow on Instagram her Tag is doctor.jamie.ann. That's doctor spelled out dot J-A-M-I-E dot A-N-N. Um, she has some really incredible videos. I will, of course, tag her. And I will see you guys next time.